don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was a good day for our markets today. We finished higher across the board on the 34th anniversary of the infamous Black Friday from 1987. On this day in 1987, the Dow Jones fell 508 points, which was the record worst day ever for our markets as the Dow fell 22.6%. And to give a little um, little frame of reference here, if that happened today, that would be a seven, roughly a 7,700 point swing lower from the Dow. It reminds, as Kip and I have talked about here a lot, it was a lot like, actually, and I wasn't there, he was, uh, but it's a lot like what we saw in last March, except last March was over a little bit bigger, obviously, of a time frame. We've seen what that does to our markets, what it does to sentiment, and it's a great learning experience there. Because if you can be part of the crowd that is buying when others are fearful, buying when there's blood in the streets, and getting out when everybody else is getting greedy, this is a perfect example of it. The the, uh, markets actually finished higher in 1987. A lot of people don't tell that part of the story, much like we saw in March of last year. If you were buying anywhere near the lows, you would have been very happy. Even if you bought days before the March 23rd lows of last year, you've been very happy uh, with your purchase by the end of the year and especially today as we're getting closer to all-time highs here again. The Dow just roughly 250 points away or so, a little less than that actually from its all-time high. So on this uh, fateful day, remembering what happened 34 years ago, certainly an important lesson to remember there. Uh, and we remain extremely bullish on this market here today. And there's a lot of fear in October's every year because of this crash and crashes that happened in October before. But it's important to remember, take a step back and see that we're now entering what is historically the most bullish seven months of the year for our markets. And today, we saw that action our markets continuing to climb a wall of worry higher here Uh, again as we finish positive despite the fears out there in our markets whether it's yeah everything going on in our country today from political to economic and especially top of mind for most people the inflation fears as we got some more data coming out about inflation today this morning we got building permits and housing starts which is One of our key economic indicators here, our leading economic indicator, is housing and the transports. And so today, housing permits and uh, building permits both missed expectations. Uh, And the the key here is that really the year-over-year numbers are not bad at all. But the key is here is that they're citing shortages and labor constraints, supply shortages specifically. Uh, Again, what we're seeing all over the place here in Austin, there's a huge housing boom going on here right now. But for new developments, they're struggling to get things that you need to finish houses, such as weather protection, uh, windows, things like that that are absolutely necessity. It may seem like small things, but an absolute necessity to their house. So 
very interesting to see. Uh, you know, we're in the camp that inflation will not be transitory. I'll get to that here more in a second. But a little more evidence here first. This morning, we got earnings reports and strong ones, too, from Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, and Philip Morris, all beating on their top and bottom line estimates. Netflix also reporting here after the close, reporting a beat here as well. Netflix is up. Last I saw was right before the podcast. Could be more now, up about 2% in after-hours trading. But what I found really interesting was Procter & Gamble. They make so many consumer staples announcing today that they will be raising prices on a number of household staple goods. Think things like dishwashing soap, laundry detergent, uh, paper towels, toilet paper, you know, the essentials here. That's why they call them the consumer staples. Uh, citing now that they will be rising, raising prices on a number of those goods as the cost of raw materials is going up. And specifically, the cost of freight has increased faster than anticipated here. When you start to see this, it tells you even more that it's certainly looking like inflation will be less transitory than the Fed has been telling us. Uh, this, again, has been a major theme of ours here as we've been working on our new book coming out here soon, The Big Bribe. But a major theme in there is that cash is trash. You're... you're Money is being inflated away into nothingness, which is why we see it as crucial right now to be owning assets. Assets and stocks are assets, real estate, and even cryptocurrencies. As our currency is continued to be debased, inflated into nothingness, it must send asset prices higher. In the early cycles of inflation, it's actually very bullish for stocks. Earnings increase. Uh, and prices increase, so therefore earnings increase. So overall, that's a major theme of what we're working with right now. Uh, but the Fed, the way that they measure inflation, it's almost criminal the way that they do it. Uh, but anybody, it'd be obvious to anybody who's bought something over the last year, whether it's a car, a house, or even your groceries, healthcare, child education, uh, all of these things. The Fed does not take into their inflation readings, which, again, that's why I say it's nearly criminal. They're basically fake economists using their cherry-picked uh, forms of inflation to justify their numbers. And it's actually, it's it's almost hilarious. The Federal Reserve, uh, seeing some reports today that economists at the Federal Reserve are predicting that inflation will be below 2% in 2022. Uh, it's unbelievable to even think about that. Uh, <laughs> even using their own metrics, a below 2% read on inflation is basically a near impossibility for us here as we see it. And given the track record of the Fed's economists, we put money on them being wrong here once again. Remember, economists all over the world are funded by the Federal Reserve. They receive grants and study, uh, you know, basically grants. And they know that if they differ from what the Fed is saying, from the Fed's message, they're going to lose those grants. So what are they going to do? They're going to toe the line. It's exactly what we've seen for years and years since the creation of the Federal Reserve. But on a slightly more positive note, changing gears here a little bit, but also very relevant to the inflation story, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's 
first ETF was launched today by ProShares under the symbol BITO. Had a solid day. Uh, I think it finished up just right about, yeah, 4.85% is Bitcoin really having a good day approaching its all-time highs as well. Traded more, the ETF traded more than $500 million uh, in shares today on its first day of trading. And that's great to see. Good to see that, you know, Bitcoin getting the head nod, the go-ahead from the SEC certainly adds credibility to the investing crowd. And, but it remains to be seen whether or not this will be a buy the rumor, sell the news type of event for Bitcoin here. And we say that. Because these types of ETFs for other commodities have not always worked the way that the public would like them to work. It has allowed for rampant price manipulation in commodities like gold and silver. Uh, the numerous amounts of lawsuits that have been filed against criminal organizations like J.P. Morgan Chase for their manipula manipulation of gold and silver futures. Uh, so we've seen it. We. See it in GLD, the gold ETF, and SLV, the silver ETF, and also USO, the oil ETF. Uh, all of these have been used to manipulate the prices of those commodities. So in our view, and we write about this in the big bribe as well, this is why it's important to know this. We highly recommend not owning these ETFs. They're grid trading vehicles, certainly can be used for things like options, but as far as long-term buys, we couldn't recommend more that you want to own physical gold, physical silver, and the actual cryptocurrencies that you like themselves, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or others, Cardano, Solana, well, all the other ones out there that are legitimate, not talking about the Dogecoins of the world here. Although, you know, in the words of Elon Musk, how, you know, fate loves irony, so why wouldn't the, the cryptocurrency invented as a joke, Dogecoin, end up actually becoming the most serious one. Not necessarily in that camp here, but uh, again, the key point is you want to, uh, long-term, you want to own the actual assets themselves. These ETFs aren't convertible into Bitcoin. Uh, so important to note that here as well. But Bitcoin, like I said, back in the range of its all-time highs here, but it is trading at extreme overbought on steroids levels here for the VRA investing system and our VRA momentum oscillators. So that is a signal from us to approach with caution. Certainly if you own them, we still love these. Uh, we don't in our portfolio right now, uh, but for new buyers at these extreme overbought conditions, we think the risks outweigh the rewards here at these prices. So now let's take another change of gears here. Let's take a look at our market action on the day today. Good action from our markets. All of our major indexes finished higher on the day. The S&P led the way up 0.74% to 4,519. We were followed there by the NASDAQ up 0.71% to 15,129. Next up here, the Dow Jones up just over half a percent. Like I said, just a little over 200 points away from its all-time high here at 35,457. And lastly, the small caps up 0.36% to 2,275. Looking at our internals on the day, this is something we've been watching closely here. Uh, we'd like to have seen the improvement we've seen in the internals over the last month or so. But on Friday and yesterday, we got a little bit of a lag 
for the advanced decline line. Uh, that could be an important tell, but today we broke that pattern. We were able to finish higher across the board here with advancing stocks beating out declining stocks on the day, not by a ton, but did beat them out on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows came in even better, over two to one positive on the day today. And then lastly, volume coming in strong as well, over two to one positive on the NASDAQ, just slightly lower than two to one positive for the NYSE. Looking at our sectors on the day today, uh, good to see some healthy action from our sectors. We're getting back to those all-time high levels here as well, much like we are on the Dow. And as the old adage goes, new highs begets new highs. So we're seeing that in the market here. But we're led today by healthcare and utilities. And then we had energy up a big 1.14%. That's hitting its highest level since April of 2019 for XLE, the energy ETF. Next up here is the financials, also hitting an all-time high here today. And then technology, XLK, the technology ETF. Now just about a little over one point away from an all-time high here. And even better to see were the semis. We got a little more work to do to get to all-time high levels for the semis, but they did beat out tech today, up 1.14%. And that's what you want to see. As we say here often, you want to see tech leading the market and semis leading tech. That's what we got from the semis here today. And then uh, we ultimately finished with 10 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Our one sector to finish lower was consumer discretionary. And also on a side note from our sectors here, HGX, uh, the housing index did finish lower on the day today. But one of our favorites, the transports had a nice day today really showing some strength now breaking above their downtrend line that we've seen since about may of this year when they hit all-time highs now looking like they want to get back to those levels still have a lot of work to do here but breaking above that downtrend line so good to see uh the transports hitting their highest level since june of this year also and then finally for today our vra commodity watch Gold now slightly higher on the day, up a quarter of a percent to 1,770 an ounce. Silver up a nice 2.04% to $23.73 an ounce, and that's its highest level in a little over a month here as well. Copper been on a nice run, taking a little breather the last two sessions, now down 0.83% to $4.68 a pound. Oil up. 0.72% to $82.28 a barrel. And then lastly for today, Bitcoin, as I mentioned earlier, rallying nicely. I bet it's even up more now from when I took this note. Uh, but up last I saw up here, 4.5% to 62,215 a Bitcoin. That's just roughly 640 points away from its all-time high level that it hit in April of this year. But as I mentioned, at extreme overbought on steroids here so we are going to proceed with caution for the vra uh, at this point here folks that's all that we have time for here today please be sure to subscribe to receive our vra podcast every day at the market close you can sign up at vrainsider.com click the podcast link at the top we'd love to have you with us and also don't forget we're now on youtube as well soon to be on other video platforms but find us at vertical research advisory on youtube Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.